Hi, I am Dr. Natanya, endodontist and life coach. And I don't know about you, but I'm frequently in a hurry, hurry to get my kids to eat their breakfast and to get off to wherever they need to go for the day, hurry, uh, hurrying to work out, hurrying to take the dog out, hurrying to get my work done. Um, so last week I was rushing to get one of my kids off to soccer camp, the other kid off to theater camp. Um, I had woken up a little later than I had wanted to, and I was rushing to try to squeeze in a workout and to take a shower before taking the kids um, to their respective camps, and then to get back home so I could see my first client of the day. And as I finished my workout, I was all sweaty, and you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, do I have time to even shower when I get back from home from you know dropping the kids off? Well, no, I need to shower now. I need to hurry. I'm jumping in the shower. I smashed my finger <laughs> in the glass door of the shower. For those of you watching the video, you can actually see my finger. Massive blood blister, um, super heavy glass door. I saw stars. It hurt so, so bad. Like the kind of pain where literally I felt like those cartoons where your your finger, you know, like, the, like a finger gets hammered and then it's like throbbing and literally like pulsating. And I was just, you know, reeling in pain for, you know, minutes. It felt like an eternity. And as I was getting the blood blister, on my finger, you know, I was like, well, I don't even have time to ice it right now. I need to just hop in the shower. I need to keep going. I did grab an ice pack as I ran out the door with my kids and was icing my finger on, you know, like uh, my first few client calls and everything else that I was trying to do. And it got me thinking, you know, sometimes we need a little reminder to slow down and maybe to remember that it, everything isn't always an emergency and you know in that moment when i was in pain i had to check in with myself and ask myself like okay hang on a second what's the worst case scenario if the kids get to their respective camps you know a few minutes late well nothing really uh, but then of course in my mind I'm thinking well that doesn't really matter but I don't want to be late to my first client right that looks bad um, I certainly don't like being late I would be a little miffed if I were the client and the coach shows up late and I had to stop myself because sure I don't want that to happen I'm not gonna try to make that happen and yet everything would be fine right it wouldn't be the end of the world if I showed up a couple minutes late now, in no way am I advocating that, that we should do that or <laughs> that we should hurt ourselves so that we can come to these realizations. Honestly, wouldn't it be great if we could, you know, prevent it from happening, realize ahead of time that it's okay to not be in a rush and everything is probably gonna turn out just fine. You know, what I also realized was such a large part of my dental career as an endodontist, I was operating under this idea, under this notion that I had somehow acquired along the lines that 
most things were very, very urgent. Like a lot of things should be treated as an emergency. Things needed to be attended to immediately. Now, of course, as an endodontist, I was seeing a lot of patients in pain. Not the majority, but a fair percentage of patients that would be coming to see me would be in pain. Uh, maybe I'd have same day patients calling, trying to get in, and I would do everything I could to try to accommodate them, get them in ASAP. But what became really apparent to me was that I was treating not just patients in pain as emergencies, but pretty much a lot of other things as well. And, you know, I had been taught that any time the phone rang in my dental practice, that was an opportunity to get a patient in the door. And so it would be really bad if I left the phone unattended and ideally, uh, you know, being that the phone is like the lifeline to the dental practice, the phone should be picked up within three rings, which is great and a fabulous thing to strive for in general. And maybe most of us would agree that we should shoot for that. However, I believed that so much that I'm gonna give you this ridiculous example. There was a time when I owned my practice, I had two staff members. One of them had been, uh, had, had recently um, uh, left the job and the other one was actually out sick. So it was a short, brief period of time, few days, where I was actually the only person in the office. I was a one woman show. I was, you know, setting up for patients, treating the patient, uh, cleaning up after the patient. I was collecting payment. I was sterilizing instruments. And back to the whole phone call thing, I was actually attempting to pick up the phone. <laughs> now, my first couple of days, when I heard the phone ring, I, you know, I felt like, well, I'm gonna, I need to, you know, stop in the middle of this procedure and go pick up the phone. And, you know, it got to maybe like the third day where I realized, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can actually do everything. And what was really interesting is I would have that thought of like, oh my gosh, you know, this could be a patient that needs to come in and I am not attending to it, right? And, and, and yet when I kind of gave myself that permission, like, hey, it's okay to let this call go to a voice message and you'll have to get back to it, you know, between, you know, when you have a break between patients or maybe even at the end of the day, right? I mean, I can feel the stress that I felt in that moment. Like it's hard for me even to retell this because I remember feeling so stressed and I'm stressed even telling the story. And you know, at some point in the process of managing my practice, I had to basically figure out like, okay, you know, I was treating everything like an emergency, but I needed to come to terms with, I'm not going to be able to do everything at all times for every single person, like something has to give. And, and I remember at one point developing really pretty bad TMJ issues. There was all kinds of clicking in my jaw and countless episodes where my jaw actually locked open. Um, you know, like I think it may have been the right side. At one point the, the clicking went away, but um, I developed pain and, you know, I went to see a chronic pain specialist 
bless their souls, as an endodontist, I remember, you know, having referred a handful, more than a handful of patients to chronic pain specialists throughout my years. Um, you know, patients in pain of non-endodontic origin, right? And they always knew how to work their magic to be able to help patients. I have so much respect for that specialty. Um, but there was one particular specialist that I referred to and then here I was in her chair and sure enough after manipulating my jaw she determined that my disc was actually out of position now I'm gonna I'm totally forgetting whether it was anterior anteriorly displaced or posteriorly displaced but one way or another it was displaced and the ligaments that were actually contacting, you know, like the temporal bone and the condyle, like the ligament in between there in that space was actually, what, what she told me, it was actually going to become like, uh, you know, it was gonna adapt and become the new disc, you know, which is crazy. In other words, my body would somehow adapt to all the stress that I had been putting it through. And certainly I was to avoid chewing on that side, stick with softer foods, etc. But over the course of many, many months, finally my jaw actually adapted and adjusted. And it's pretty crazy for me to be retelling the story. Our bodies can adapt and yet our bodies won't always adapt. And the reason I'm saying this is because I actually felt really lucky that I didn't need surgery but there are so many dentists that I've talked to that have needed surgical procedures or medications or a whole host of different types of interventions so they could manage the physical manifestations of stress. And I don't want to really go down the rabbit hole of just talking about stress. That's totally something that I could talk to at length. And I'm not in any way saying that we should strive to have a stress-free existence or that we should never be in a hurry or that we should even become lackadaisical and just care less about things. I think, I truly believe a lot of that was self-induced, okay? I was choosing to believe that bad things would happen if I didn't attend to things urgently. and. You know, that wasn't always the most helpful way for me to think about things, especially if I was honest with myself and thinking about, you know, how do I really want to run my practice? What's the most sustainable for me? What's actually in the best interest of my patients, for example? Hi, Parul. Thanks for hopping on and saying hi. Um, and, you know, the other thing I want to add is Patients actually know when we're in a rush. Have you ever stopped to contemplate that? Um, you know, look, I know what you might be thinking because I've been there. Not all of us have fee-for-service practices. Some of us have higher volume pra practices. Some of us see more patients in a day than others. I'm not here to judge or say that you need to try to do it one way or another. I can't tell you how many times I've talked uh, to people in social settings, like non-dentists in social settings, and they're telling me about their experience at the dentist. And you know, they know when we, as the providers, are not actually paying attention to what they're saying. 
they know when we're rushing from op to op. And in their mind, you know, they might be thinking this doctor just cares about making a buck or this doctor really isn't interested in answering my questions, for example. So when I think to, you know, back to the times that I was working without an assistant, again, thankfully it was not that many times, but it was, a, it was you know, more than I'd like to admit, at least a handful of times. I would like to think that I could have believed that on those days, I could have returned, you know, when the phone was ringing, I could have returned those phone calls in between patients or at the end of the day, I could have explained to those uh, referring offices, let's say it was uh, assuming it was a referring office that was calling the front desk person, I would have liked to have thought that I could have explained to them, you know what, today I'm short staffed. I would really appreciate your understanding and that they would have been understanding. Now, of course, some of them may have been irked. Maybe they would have been annoyed. Maybe they would have already sent patients elsewhere. I can't control that, right? Like we can't control how other people respond. And yet, ultimately, I would have liked to have cultivated relationships with my referring dentists and with patients to create a culture of really understanding and compassion that I'm a human too. <laughs> I'm, I, I wasn't a robot that was producing endodontic work. I was just doing the best I could in that moment, given the situation. And I'm here to tell you, you're doing the best you can too. That's all you can ever do, truly. And so if you're rushing around if you're not enjoying your life, if you, like I did for so long, if you're feeling like things are urgent all the time, maybe my story today and my bruised finger <laughs> is just the reminder that you need to give yourself permission to stop and smell the roses today. You know, maybe there's some amazing things that are happening around you and you're too busy to stop or notice or participate in any of it because you're believing that what you're doing is not only super important, but extremely urgent. Life is not that serious. Making money is not that serious. Yes, we want to help people. We want to get people out of pain. We want to do whatever dental treatments we need to do for them. And obviously we have bills to pay and all sorts of things on our to-do list. Of course those things matter. I'm not minimizing that. And yet, is it all equally urgent? Is any of it a real emergency? Ask yourself, what would happen if this one thing doesn't get done exactly perfectly in this exact moment? What happens if we take a few extra minutes? What happens if, God forbid, we arrive five minutes late to see a patient? Oftentimes, not much will happen. Maybe we are going to disappoint someone. Eek! I said it. Maybe we're going to make slightly less money on that particular day. Yes, I said it. But guess what? We also might not right? We might not disappoint people. We might not make less money. 
that's our worst case scenario sometimes, right? Maybe th there's other things that come to your mind as the worst case scenario. But you know what? We also probably won't die. And it probably won't be as bad as you imagine it will be. And so we usually go to that worst case scenario in our minds and we act as if the worst case scenario has already happened when in fact it hasn't, right? Like we're operating as if that's what's happening and yet it really hasn't. In other words, for me, I was operating as if, well, I'm going to disappoint offices if I don't pick up the phone immediately. In fact, they might already be disappointed that I didn't pick it up on the first ring, <laughs> right? Not true. Or at least it's certainly not helpful for me to dwell on that or for me to have dwelled on that. So it's okay to slow down sometimes. It's okay to slow down, to have fun, to enjoy yourself from time to time. Obviously, you don't need to abandon your responsibilities, but when you give yourself permission to relax, you give yourself permission to enjoy your life. And I don't know about you, but when I'm rushing all the time, I'm not actually being present in any given moment. Like I'm thinking to myself, okay, kid, hurry up and eat breakfast and hurry up and get your shoes on and hurry up and get your backpack, you know, filled with whatever you need and hurry up and get in the car and let's hurry up and get you to school. <laughs> this is really me. <laughs> and I don't think I'm showing up as somebody that actually is all that fun to be around when I'm just constantly hurrying myself and other people around. If you're constantly in a rush going from one thing to the next without stopping to be in the actual present moment, what is it that that's actually potentially preventing you from doing or experiencing? I will say, I, I will talk honestly, I will probably continue to be in a hurry from time to time. I don't know that I'm gonna completely eradicate being in a hurry. For me, it's a little bit of an ingrained habit and I'm in the process of reminding myself that even though hurrying is my default, I can work gradually towards giving myself the kind of reassurance that it's okay to slow down. I can calm my own nervous system. I can take a few deep breaths and I can imagine things actually panning out just fine. I can allow myself to relax even if that's not the default. Even if inside I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? Like, I don't know about you, but there's times that I tell myself, okay, I need to take a deep breath and I need to slow down. And yet inside there might be this resistance, like, what do you mean slow down? You need to keep go, 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 going, <laughs> right? But I want you to actually imagine, like if we think about um, not even changing anything, like let's say you're, you know, you're listening to me and you're like, well, yeah, you don't understand. I'm seeing all these patients all day long and I have loans to pay and blah, 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 blah. I want you to imagine without changing anything about your day seeing patients, I remember learning that we should take 30 to 60 seconds to deliver an inferior alveolar nerve block. What if, right, what if, well, let, let, let me pause. Are we actually taking that amount of time? Let me start there, right? Some of you may be yes, awesome. Some of you maybe are rushing through that. I know I've been there, I'm not here to judge, 
<laughs> but let's just say if you are feeling rushed, instead of anxiously trying to finish this injection, even if you are taking a full 60 seconds, what, how could you potentially be using that time to help calm yourself down? What if you took those 30 to 60 seconds to think of two things that you're grateful for or one or two things that have gone well so far in your day? Maybe you could use that time to remember why you went into dentistry in the first place or something that really lights you up, something that brings you joy. There are actually small ways to find a pause and to find little moments where you can breathe in your day without having to stop altogether. We don't always need or have five, 10, 20 minutes to sit and meditate, for example, right? So how might you be able to find pauses in your day that have nothing to do with decreasing production or making less money or doing fewer things in the day, right? That's really what I'm getting at. And in order to do that, in order to answer that question for you, you need to be willing and open to look at your day and look for these little opportunities and remind yourself that not everything is an emergency. I used to take the, those 30 seconds to give an inferior alveolar nerve block and think to myself like, okay, what is it that I need to be doing next? And I'm already living, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 minutes ahead in my brain, problem solving for problems I didn't even have yet. <laughs> Thinking about a problem patient that's about to come later in the day, for example, and then just increasing the amount of, um, you know, urgency in my own being as far as, you know, th that was taking me out of the present moment, for example. So I'd be curious for you, how might you be able to seek those little moments where you can slow yourself down, really be in the moment and remind yourself that things aren't urgent. Things are not an emergency. It's okay to pause. That's really all I have for you today. And you know what else? Um, if anything I've talked to you about today really resonates with you and you are curious and interested to find more enjoyment, you wanna feel more in control of your life and less like everything is just urgent, you might really benefit from taking the dentist burnout assessment because truly burnout isn't a given. And you can stop it dead in its tracks if that's what you want. So you can do this by finding the assessment by going to drnatanya.com forward slash burnout assessment, all one word, drnatanya.com forward slash burnout assessment. Okay, friends, I hope you have a fabulous day full of roses to smell. <laughs> I'll talk to you next time.